from uh, two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Russell Delilio and Run, Lola, Run. Lola, are you going shopping? I need shampoo on this week's German episode. Well, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High on Film, sobering talk about Movies, Los Angeles' only irrelevant film, podcast, review, game, show, production. I'm Chris Maxwell. I'm your host. Welcome. We choose guests. They choose movies. And you get what we have here today, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. It's a little quote from Cool Hand Luke, which is not the movie we're doing today. This is episode 243. <clears throat> Within the final ten episodes... Of High on Film. And we are watching Run, Lola, Run, from 1998, uh, written and directed by Tom uh, Tykwer. How about that? Uh, one of, uh, should be noted, one of our only foreign films that we've covered on the podcast, and uh, one of our only foreign language films on the podcast. I believe we've done a Canadian movie in English, Videodrome. We've done an American movie. In a foreign language, Apocalypto. We've done a Danish film. Uh, when we did uh, the movie with Aaron Teachman called The Five Obstructions. Right. How about that? Pulled that out at the last yeah, you second. Did. Uh, and uh, now here we are the German classic, neo classic, Run Lola Run. Let's get to my co host. He's the man who's right to the left of me. He is the co-host from the couch. He is the podcaster of disaster, one of Earth's mightiest heroes, and the Brad Davis that God gave us, my co-host and friend, Brad Davis. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Brad. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. No, I, I like that. You dropped the voice so quick. Yeah, well, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's a comedy show. Oh, so, so funny voices. Is that, what I was, is that what we're doing here? That's what we're doing here. Good. Trying to. 243 episodes in. Yeah. Maybe we're funny once in a while. <laughs> not really. I mean, probably not. <laughs> 243, Run, Lola, Run. Brad, you've never seen this movie before. Am I correct? You are correct, sir. What'd you think? First time through. Uh, it's it's good. It's fun. Uh, feels a little dated. It's 1999. Eight. For sure. 98. 98. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah. According um, to the Internet Movie Database dot com. Yeah, yeah. It's not a perfect movie, but it's a very entertaining movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw this back in old film school. Old film school, not the new film no, school. No, no, no. Um, and it kind of blew me away when I first saw it. I was like, whoa, what a crazy movie. All the techno music and the, you know, resetting time uh, in each way uh, really kind of knocked me off my seat. And I haven't seen it since. Until tonight. Yeah, I think if I would have seen it back then, I think it would have probably knocked me on my ass, too. Yeah. But now it does seem a little... It's not... Less special? Yeah, it, it's not... Date, dated's kind of the wrong word, because it doesn't feel mm. like there's thing Like, there's elements to it that d don't make sense nowadays, or even, like, the clothing isn't, like, oh, my God, that's so 90s. It's so... so but it just... Yeah, it's less special now. Like, mm. we've kind of seen enough things like this now, where maybe this was... Not the original, but something that kind of set off this genre of movie. Um, and it just feels like we've seen things like this since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, quite enjoyable. Quick paced. 
Very. Quite lovely. Um, but enough about Run Mola Run for the second. This one second. This one second, because we must introduce our guest. And uh, for these last, these final, final ten episodes of High on Film, Brad, you and I picked out a, a murderer's row of guests. People who have been very important to the show over the years, who have, uh, I think all of them have done at least a couple episodes with us. And uh, this man is no exception. He is a, a great friend to both you and I. He has done both straight classics and stone-cold cherished hits on this film program. He has done three of your personal movie choices, Brad. That is right. I When I realized that, that. Yeah. No, you're, you're a fun guest. Seven. Whoa. Sending me a message. Seven episodes of High On Film. He is the creator and face of the High On Film mascot, Uh-oh. fencing legend Nigel Bixley. <laughs> you know him as the Wits, the Bus, the Love Muscle, the New York Mouth. Russell Delilio returns to the show. Happy to be here, guys. You know, one time uh, I got I got a piece of mail addressed to Nigel Bixley, uh, and it was it was. It was amazing to see him kind of like actually gain physical presence for once. Like it wasn't just in the internet anymore. Yeah. Like he's now getting, you know, car insurance quotes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't remember exactly how that came about. It was certainly probably for some points or balloons, mm-hmm. some, you know, diamonds or something in some game. If he gets a good Past rate, midnight. Pass it on to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Don't you worry. He's, uh, I think he's working with uh, Luigi Parigi. That's a new guy oh. that I have. I have actually Luigi Parigi at yeah. Yahoo.com, that's, so you can reach him. That's a great. That's a great email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm no, glad he got he's that. He's totally one. real too. Although Luigi Parigi's didn't snap. I know. Out. I couldn't get the the Gmail, but I was able to get the uh, at Yahoo. So what? You have Lu- Luigi Parigi sixty nine at Gmail? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. You can't get the original. Wait, wait it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, happy uh, to be here. Great to see you guys. Great to have you back, Russ. Man, you've done, as I said, some straight classics. Let's talk about... Okay. Let's not talk about it. Let's just reminisce for a uh, second. Please. Straight classics. I can't even remember. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. That was fun. Yeah. That was good. Uh, back to the future. Ah, yeah. Back to the future. My whole life depends That's on that movie. That's a huge episode. Yeah. That's a big one. That, that okay. one did very well for us early on, I remember. Uh, back to the future, yeah. That's... Huge movie. It's hard to go wrong. I think that's more the movie than me, but I appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. being a part of it, guys. And I'll tell you, you are the man who got to do Die Hard on yes. High On Film. Yes, that you, was fun. Yeah, you'll go down in, in the history books for that one. Oh, was it, it was something inappropriate said? Or no, did we no, it's just Die Hard. Die Hard's a classic movie here. It's very much yeah. one of the best. And then you, took, you had some personal, cherished uh, hits. Uh, say your very first choice. Who can forget when you did Twelve Monkeys? Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it's called trying too hard, right there. Yeah. That was one of my favorite episodes because I believe at the end of the podcast we tie and then have a monkey off <laughs> <laughs> to see who can name the most monkeys. Yes, I remember this very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember any of this. You, so this po- I believe you posed the monkey off. Yeah, I think that was your. I had idea, a, which I, makes a lot of sense to me. I yes. really didn't understand points, and I was a little too competitive back in my youthful days. In your yeah. youthful days. Yeah. I'd say, you know, now I'm, I'm far less concerned on the overall pointage. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I, thank you for bringing that up, though. A it's, pleasure. It's good no. to, to feel like I've grown. Thanks for the memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what else have I picked? Do, I you know, you've done two others. 
You did Jackie Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was fun. That was a good time. I appreciate that pick. One of Tarantino's finer films. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And, uh... Three. Yeah, and, uh... A Los Angeles classic. Oh, what did I do? L.A. Confidential. Did I really pick that? And that was yeah. my pick. Oh, that was your pick. Okay. That was that Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. That the, makes uh, sense. Die Hard, <clears throat> uh, L.A. Confidential, and Austin Powers were all Brad's choices. Okay, those are fun. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so I, did, I picked Back to the Future. That makes sense. You picked sense. Back to the Future, 12 Monkeys, uh, and Jackie Brown. And Jackie Brown, and then I did Run, Lola, Run. Wow. And now here you are oh, with Run, Lola, Run. This is a Lola, college Run. classic. <laughs> I don't feel like, I mean, we both said earlier, like, we feel like we haven't seen this. Since that, like, early 20s phase, I yeah. feel like. And, yeah, it didn't age well. It didn't. But it's still, I think, it served its purpose, I think, very well. And overall, still a very good movie. Yeah. And I love this guy, Tom, how do you say it? I thought it was T. Wicker, but... T. Wicker? I, I, oh. oh, boy, what etiquette. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I know. Man. That's, like, a, a totally avoidable situation, <laughs> too. <laughs> I actually thought about that earlier. I was like, oh, I've got a lot of stuff for 7.30. I should probably turn that off. Didn't. T-Y-K-W-E-R. Uh, oh. So I always said it was like tight quir. Oh, okay. But it could be... How'd you say it? Oh, uh... Tight quir? Yeah, no, that's I, what I, I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I said it. That's how I said it. See, no, no need to be competitive. Let's go with what you got. Yeah, yeah. Tight yeah, quir. Tight Perfect. No, what did you say? I said tea wicker. Tea wicker. Um, but it could also, you know, be no. pronounced like Thompson. The, the W Who and knows? the K would have to be transposed for tea wicker. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Again, okay. whatever you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, actually, we'll have hey, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, Tommy too tough. Yeah. Tommy too tough to pronounce. What, what are we doing here? Tommy too tough to pronounce. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to get on his good side. Russ, mm -hmm. um... But boy, oh boy! Thanks for coming back to the show. Do you want to start my getting pleasure. into this movie a little bit? I would love to. I would love to sink my teeth into it. Let's sink your teeth into it by sidestepping cool. Run Lola Run and do some trash star destroy. Ooh. It's our first segment of the podcast. Uh, we give you three movies of a similar ilk. One movie must be trashed, which means it's eliminated from existence. One movie <clears throat> you get the star in in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself, and of course, the third film must be destroyed. Which means that the only version of that film that has ever been created has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Armageddon fame. Ooh. Mm hmm So, let's do... Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah that made yeah. 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 And it was like Steven the dad Tyler. and the daughter. Yeah. And then you were like, ah. Yeah, and the song's like playing while she has it animal crackers so... being put across her what? belly button. Traipsed across her stomach. Yes, that's right. It felt so inappropriate. It felt like he was like, had the bedroom door like cracked. Yeah. I don't like, want oh, to miss a thing. close the door. And he's like looking through mm. at night. That's disgusting. I can stay awake. That's gross. Just to hear you breathing. Oh, are you Serious? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, it's, I'm, it, I'm grossed out. It's yeah. like every breath you take. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about Sting? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every movie you make, I'm watching it. Puff Daddy says it about B.I.G., which is, it's it's endearing. I'm missing for, you. Is no, I get it, but like, you know, pick your source material appropriately, bro. <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean? Fair enough. All right. All right, guys. Sorry. Let's do uh, Trash Star Destroy, which is the category I introduced 15 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> category. Segment. We're going to do three movies uh, that have run in the title. Because this is Run, Lola, Run. Uh, Damn it. So this is the Runner, Runner, 
Run memory uh, immemorial category. Runner, 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 runner. <laughs> so we'll do the movie we just watched. Run, Lola, run. Okay. We'll do the Cannonball Run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. The prequel to Rat Race. And we'll do Midnight Run. Interesting. Cannonball Run, Midnight Run, Run, Lola, run. Trash, star, destroy. What do you do? This is actually pretty easy for me, actually. Uh, Fuck you. Uh, anyway, uh, I love Midnight Run, so I would want to star in Midnight Run. But, oh, you God. know the question. What role do I take? Wait, do you take Grodin? You take Daenerys. I think as much... Joey Pants. Oh, Joey what? Pants would be fun. <laughs> that would be great. That would be I'd great. I guess Russ is Joey Pants. <laughs> um, I is awesome as Charles Grodin is in that movie, because he is... Awesome. I think I need to take his role. Okay. It's too, the Duke or whatever his name is. Okay. It's too good of a role to pass well, up. Why and you're just hanging out with Chicago De Niro the whole movie. What'd you say? Why aren't you popular in Chicago, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. I guess you know the movie well. <laughs> yeah. These things go down. <laughs> Sorry. I love that movie. Okay, so okay. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna trash Cannonball Run. Cause I don't really even remember that movie too well. Um Actually, I have a hard time discerning between that and the second one. Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> That's, yeah. Wow. Um, That's but either way, a lot, bro. I'm trashing it. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. And I'm going to give Run Lola Run to Michael Bay. Okay. I think that works out fairly well. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm literally Please staring down at the exact same bingo board, brother. <laughs> I uh, I got Midnight Run here, but I think if I knew you were going to be Charles Grodin in that, I would obviously play De Niro okay. just to, you know, award ourselves that, you know, on-screen chemistry. I am in for this movie. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, like, we could, we could break ground on this remake tomorrow. Yeah. I think, you know, let's I think we're really, we're stemming stuff. Well, let's start it out in, in, you know, some local theaters to get it on its feet on the stage <laughs> and then see if we can sell it to the film, to the film industry. Oh, uh, yeah, it's ripe. <laughs> and yeah, I'm trashing Cannibal. Gotta be honest with you. Straight up, haven't seen it. One Whoa. or two. Easy to trash. Don't even remember. Easy to and trash. like, I think we're all talking about here. Like, you know, we liked Running on the Run. If Michael Bay got his hands on this concept, he'd probably do a visually similar idea, um, which, if you still have the same performers, I feel like we could get away with a very... You may, you may not. It could movie. be Megan Fox and Mark Wahlberg or Lola and Danny. Oh, could you imagine how awful that would be? <laughs> Mark Wahlberg just like, ah, complaining a little bit everywhere. Lola, where were you? Where were you? <laughs> yeah. You're supposed where to be you? here. Lola, you're supposed to be here. <laughs> Megan Fox, like she forgets how like her face is supposed to move. It's mm -hmm. like uh, I don't think it does move. Hashtag too much surgery. Is that what it is? It's gotta be. I don't know. I don't really recognize her. You know? You don't recognize her anymore. I've never. You really, don't look into those eyes and see really the girl enjoyed, you once knew. I never enjoyed really. Really. And eh, it didn't suck well. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I tell you, I know I've seen Midnight Run, Brad. I think we watched it together, but I. I'll be damned if I can remember. I remember wow. watching thing with about you. It. It's sacrilege. Doesn't bode well for it. I don't remember you like loving it the way I love it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's obviously why. Why? Yeah, you both love it, obviously. <laughs> but uh, that explains why it doesn't really stick in my memory. Although everything about it seems like it would be a movie I'd like. It's terrific. It is Great a lot of fun. I have to it's give fun. it another go. 
Um, uh, I'm done for that at any moment. But well, in the meantime, I think I might give it to Michael Bay. Uh, Groden, De Niro, in a Michael Bay caper? Yeah, Dennis Farina. Yeah. Joey Pants. So maybe Forgot it's about Dennis Mark Farina. Wahlberg. That's hilarious. Game. Yeah, Dennis Farina. He can still be in it. Easily. I'm pretty sure he is in Michael Bay movies, or he's a step away from being in Michael Bay movies now. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's, I think I he's think dead, dead now. now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. This movie would One have to be... One step dead. away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> would be the Captain only Cut. thing that's getting in his way is himself. Six feet of dirt. Uh, Rest in peace, Dennis Farina. Rest in peace, yeah, Dennis Farina. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even know he died. We didn't do it in memorial. What was it, Snatch? Yeah, it was Snatch. That killed that him. Fun. And Get yeah. Shorty. Get Shorty, how much fun. All right, Love guys, that. this is not a Dennis Farina. Maybe it should be. Memory yeah. lane. Mm-hmm. Maybe it should be, That's but it's doing. not. I'm yeah. going to be in Cannonball Run to work with all those famous actors. Um, and I do genuinely enjoy movies like It's a Mad, 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 Mad World and Rat Race. At least I liked Rat Race the first time I saw it. I doubt it holds up as well. Oh, no, I remember seeing it again and being like, why did I like this movie? There's, it, the first time I saw it, too, there was Child something man. I liked about it. Yeah. I don't know it was why. really, like, zany and zany. fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take Roger Moore's part in Cannonball Run. Just have a lot of fun. Have a lot of fun with that, you know, celebrity-packed classic. Love it. Guys, look good. Thanks, man. And I feel like I could step into Roger Moore's shoes there. Ooh. Maybe so get a few Bond you... movies off. Ooh. So did you trash Midnight Run? No, I trashed Run Lola. Oh, you trashed Run Lola. Wow. Yeah. It's Michael oh, Bay. Right. It's Fuck me. Right. <laughs> That's French, not German. Hey. Ain't French. French. Just gotta yell a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. Segways. One more Trash Star Destroy. Segways. How about Segways? <laughs> one more Trash Star Destroy. Um, you know what? Maybe it's the first one. Let's relive uh, some time here. Huh? 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 Oh, Good one. Thanks. Oh, boy. Three movies where we relive time. We'll do... Edge of Tomorrow, a.k.a. Live, oh, Die, Repeat. Oh, right, right, right. We'll do everybody's favorite, Groundhog Day, and we'll do the third installment in the Harry Potter franchise, Harry oh. Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. This is hard. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, Groundhog Day, Prisoner of Azkaban, Trash, Star, Destroy. Wow. Yeah, that's... Boy, that is tough. Because Azkaban is one of my favorite Harry Potter movies. So much fun. Yeah. It's up there. Top two for me. Um, But boy, I mean, I'm definitely not starring in Edge of Tomorrow. So, nothing against Edge of Tomorrow. You look like Emily Blunt, though. That's the thing. (laughs) Like, I've always said that. When I saw Quiet Place, I came back and I was like, Brad, you were in that. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, we, yeah, striking resemblance. I'm sorry, Emily Blunt. That's crazy. Damn it. Uh, I guess I have to start probably in Groundhog Day. And probably take the Chris Elliott role. Oh, yeah, great one. Okay. (laughs) All right. I mean, to work with Bill Murray is probably too good of an opportunity to pass up. Boy, you get to work with a lot of great people in Harry Potter as well, but... I think I'll do that. I'm going to give. Oh man, what do I do then? Edge of Tomorrow fits better for Bay than Azkaban does. So am I going to trash Azkaban? No, just delete it. Pretend like it didn't exist. I guess that's what I'm going to do. Because honestly, I feel like what I like about Azkaban so much 
would really be lost if they did it. It wouldn't be as clever, and that would hurt it for me. So I'm going to trash ass command, and I'm going to give Bay Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. That was not easy. No, it that didn't hurts. seem like it. I see you. You're sweating a little. I, can't, I mean, who doesn't want to be Harry Potter? You but... look like a man who's made a mistake. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first person to tell me that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Russ, what are you doing with these three movies here? All right. I with your sp- full page diagram <laughs> that you decided to this make. This is the only way I can figure it out. I'm sorry, your second full page <laughs> diagram of a trash dump. You know what we're playing to. Well, <laughs> you've been on seven times now. And they have other sides. Okay. I can use that for a different game. And this doodle, is this me and Brad? Is that That is absolutely you guys. I have <laughs> box figures. It's box figures. Yeah. yeah. That's great. What he dropped it's on the table. Accurate. It's it's accurate. It's almost as, this one's a little bit more accurate. That okay. one's more abstract. Yep, yep, that is. I like him. Here's the deal. Okay. I actually liked this Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt masterpiece. Yeah, some people think so. It's good. But I'm just tossing it in the garbage. Whoa. Because you can't toss Groundhog Day in the garbage. Yeah. That's kind of a rule. Like, you know. Trash die repeat. You can't do that to Harold, right? I mean. Ramus? It's, it's, a, it's a fair. Yeah. It's a fair assessment. It's a. Pretty, but. Actually, it's kind of. A because he is passed along, I can give it to Michael Bay to destroy it because he doesn't at least know about it now. And, you know, rest in pieces, but <laughs> the, 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 thing is this. the thing is this. I chopped him up before. I am. <laughs> smash, 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 smash. The thing is, I have to be in Azkaban as Harry Potter because uh, yeah. I missed the boat. Yeah. Should have been me if I was like three years younger. Yeah. Radcliffe and sucks Radcliffe at acting suck. all together. I'm just true. giving this a chance God. at being a franchise at this point. Okay. It's not selfish whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sure. I want to turn this into essentially like, you know, the number one movie of all. I want to turn this into Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Someone I've been the waiting original. for someone to turn Harry Potter into Star Wars. Something like iconic to the next, not just like, oh, it's a good book. Series. Something that, you know, they spawn theme parks after. Yeah, but that was all in the works anyway. I want this to go down in legend. Oh, sorry. I want when aliens find <laughs> When computer. aliens find this place, the only thing that exists still is like fucking <laughs> currency from Harry Potter land of our ancient civilization, and it's got my face on it. And this has nothing to do with And me Dumbledore. Here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and McGonagall, of course. Of course, McGonagall. And obviously, another R.I.P. Rick Rude. I'm yes. Snape uh, all day, every day. Come on. Oh, I cry about it every day. But the thing is this. Come someone on. had to replace Danny Radcliffe. That's me. This is my opportunity on my second page mm-hmm. of TSD. There you go. Well, <laughs> you know... That, yeah, boy, I was gonna star in Edge of Tomorrow as Tom Cruise. Look at it. And I still might. Like but if you're gonna be Harry Potter, I might come and be Ron Weasley. God, I don't know. <sighs> Unfortunately, Groundhog Day is the best of the three. And I think for that reason, it has to go in the trash. Because mm. there's not really a role I want in Groundhog Day. It can't be Bill Murray. I don't think I'm gonna do it as well. You don't want to be... I mean, Michael uh, Shannon, maybe. Mm. The couple that gets the wrestling tickets. 
Uh, what's the guy's name who keeps seeing him on the street? Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. You have to get popped in the face by Murray. You know, I think I might have responded that once that I'd be Ned Ryerson, but I think with these other choices, as you've gotten older, as I've gotten older, yeah. It's um, really good of you. It'd be fun to be Ron Weasley to Russ's Harry Potter. Yeah, oh, it would, man. It'd be a lot of fun. Tear shit up. And get to hang out with Emma Watson if she's still going to be Hermione. Honestly, so. we could replace her. We could find no, her. No, I don't want it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm I think we should. I think we should. Oh, yeah. Head Quaron. That's, yeah. that's where the money's at right there, yeah. you know? Yeah, so maybe I get into gravity. Warwick. Davis? <laughs> yeah, of course. Definitely. Who doesn't want to work with Warwick Davis? I know. Actually, he seems like a He's fucking fellow. awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'll do that. Is it Warwick Davis or Warwick Davis? Warwick? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah, so I'm in Harry Potter, uh, trashing it's Groundhog Lucelle, Day, unfortunately. And it is Michael Bay's Edge of Tomorrow. That makes sense. That plays perfectly for him. Oh it my does. god. Yeah. Almost makes it better. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'll John Travolta you any day. <laughs> Alright, You, you won't have to. I'll give you something to write on this after we take a quick break. Okay. And then we're going to come back with more Rust Alilio, more High on Film, more Run All a Run, and something for Rust to write on <laughs> after this. Hey guys, it's me, Chris, uh, here with you for a short little intermission uh with me as always the man right to my left brad davis hi everybody hey brad hi chris are you ready for another high on film commercial i am always ready for high on film commercials well i'll tell you what i'll ease into it by saying i know it's not the time but do you know what one of my biggest podcast regrets is what is that chris that we haven't talked about enough Charlize theron movies on the podcast that is a misstep on our part we've only done what one and a half Yes, a buzzed off and an actual uh, Charlie's Theron movie with a certain group of people. It was. It was a crossover episode with our good friends, Robin Hitchcock, Regina Connolly, and Bob Shields, hosts of the Theronathon podcast. A terrific podcast and terrific people who run it. Yeah, and it's where I get my Charlie's Theron fix. I, I go there every time I feel the need to expunge a Charlize Theron movie from my psyche. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Yeah. I have to get rid of it. I watch it, and, yeah. it, and it bottles up inside me, and I don't know what to do with it, and I just have to get it out there. And you know what? This is the way I do it. I turn, I'm a big podcast fan, and this is one of my favorite podcasts, and I can't recommend it enough. So if you're looking for another movie podcast to listen to, specifically one about... Charlize Theron movies, I highly recommend Theronathon, now on Anchor Podcasts. And now back to High on Film. And we're back, High on Film, talking Run, Lola Run, this week for 2.43. Who leaving Deadly Seven Sins left. That's what we're going to call the last seven episodes. It's terrible. Wow. Seven deadly sins. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's true. Just yeah, give them a yeah, nickname when they walk in. What's up, Gluttony? Hey, sloth. <laughs> yeah. Too bad we've already done Goonies. Uh, guys, we're talking Run Lola Run, a German, uh, what kind of film would you call this? Action? 
Yeah. Heist-ish. Heist Action, ish. love, heist. Thriller. Yeah. Meets, yeah. Sci-fi. There's like this weird time. There's definitely there. a, little it's a lot of weird of... multimedia. That's what I think is interesting and fun about this. And like, you yeah. know, this is like, it's the simplest of setups, right? Like, we, uh, we, can, we can do spoilers and things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, like let's warn everyone. We are uh, entering into the uh, spoiler land. I think oh, that's how you, say it, you took some lessons. I, I did, I did. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, let's set up the most basic of premises. Love story, 20 minutes or less. Mm. We gotta, like, make some impossible shit, like, happen. Some shady shit was going down. Before you go any further. Go. Boom. Let's do some summary game. Oh, that's right. That's what we're doing. The first official game of the podcast where we'll each take a turn at summarizing. It's run, Lola, run. Not in 20 minutes or less, but in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to view. Run, Lola, run. Is a brief 81 minutes. No. Wow. 81? 81 minutes. Allowing Beautiful. us each 8.1 oh, seconds yeah. to get out the best summary of run, Lola, run that you can. For zero to two points. Please, feel free. To judge uh, each one of us numerically, as friends do. And by feel free, I mean please actually do it. Uh, zero <laughs> minimum to maximum for this game. <clears throat> now, of course, during our break, Ooh, <laughs> everyone's cell phones just ring tonight. And I actually have it on Do Not Disturb. Ooh. Do not disturb him. <laughs> do not perturb him. He's breath. Yeah. Brad, thank you. I forgot what I was saying. During You're our break, him. we had our patented toy cost coin toss, oh. and uh, we flipped the three-sided coin into the air. Brad, having won last week, got to call it in the air, which he did. Called it correctly. It was Ted's. Brad, you going first, second, or third in today's show? I guess technically I'll be going second, because I'm going to let Russ go first. Oh. oh. Coin flipped. I mean, coin yep, flipped you got it. me. Um, this is an unfair amount of time, so, okay, I've prepared a little statement, and well, I'm ready when you are, Ace. I, I'll count you in. Okay, thank 8.1 seconds to summarize Run Lola Run. I'm stretching. All right, go. In three, two, one, go. Third time's a charm for Frankie Botance. Conquering love, fate, and gambling in a cool 81 minutes. Deadbeat infidelious parents, douchebag neighbors. No! Infidelious parents. Infidelitous. Oops, I wrote the word down wrong. Did you call her Frankie Potence? Oh, that's absolutely her name, right? We talked about it earlier. I think it's Franca Potente. 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 Okay. And I do appreciate that you incorporated the... Length of the movie, 81 minutes, into your summary. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? It was still at 90 minutes, I thought that's what it was, when I had that. Einsight <laughs> would have been to take that whole segment out, yeah. just to get to some more meat and potatoes. Yeah. Missed it. Yeah. But, uh, hey, not a bad not a bad effort. Uh, not a bad effort. I'm going to give you a pretty good score for that, actually. I think I will, too, yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, Brad. Yes. Here is what you wished for, going yes. second. That's what I wished for. Mm. Santa brought it. <laughs> Double deuce. Santa brought it early this year. Double deuce. 8.1 seconds to summarize Run Lola Run. Okay. In three, two, one. Lola's boyfriend loses a bag of money and he needs her to bring 100000 to him before he gets killed by monsters. And she's able to do it in three different ways. 
But, time. Wow. I was actually surprised when I got yeah, to yeah. I was like, oh, man. Oh, I, have, and, yeah. I have more time? Maybe I'll just... Oh, no. Okay, that's Drink it. a martini. Drink a martini. Yeah, that's how much time it is. Wow. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. An eight-second martini. Down in it. Chris, <sighs> you would be up next? I would be. Uh, that Last is, but not least. Uh, 8.1? 8.1. 8.1. All mm. right. Are you ready? I suppose so. You suppose so. In three, two, one. Manny loses a bag of money from a drug dealer, uh, so his girl he calls his girlfriend to find it. She runs around town trying to get money. She does uh, eventually find a way after dying, and then he dies, and then they find up uh, that huh. they're happy. Find Ooh. up that they're happy. They find up that they're happy. Okay. All right, guys. Good round. Good round. Good summary. And I think we covered it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry. You know, it's like you said, I've done this like seven or eight times, and it's almost like I forgot. No, it's quite all right. Uh... I guess the, the only thing we movie. really didn't mention is that it, she relives the same run, Lola's run. And yeah, so like the you sh the second time she goes through her run, she's a little behind because yes, her trips. neighbor trips her like a fucking prick. Yeah. Almost sprains her ankle, it looks like. It looks she like hobbled. she hobbled it out a little bit and then seemed yeah. to be almost too healthy after that. Yeah. But yeah, and that then was like a high pitch. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then like caught up and this is one of my problems with the movie on hindsight was like, wow, you were behind to start, cool. Mm -hmm. And that led other shit to happen. Yeah. Cool. But then all of a sudden you're like ahead when you're meeting up with, you know, your boy toy at the end. Yeah. That was a little bit upsetting for me. Okay. Well, we'll get to what's upsetting you later. Oh. We have another game to get to before we get to the uh, upsetting part. It's called First Impressions. And boy, oh boy, what a fun game this is going to be <laughs> with a foreign film. <clears throat> oh, God. Zero to three points uh, at stake for each one of us. As we supply the person sitting to our right with a line from Run, Lola, Run, we would like to hear them impersonate to the best of their ability. Now, I don't believe any one of us speak German. Uh, but no, I, no, I guess we're going to... Try? I think we should. Uh, okay. I think we should try it. All right. We'll see. It's It'll be your choice. If you want to try the German, if you just want to do it in a German accent, if you'd like to do it in an American accent, uh, but just acting the hell out of it. Oh. All right. Let's see okay. how it goes. Well, hold on. What do you want to do? What, we should decide. It's <laughs> I, can we individually make decisions or no? Yeah, I guess we can. And just be judged on. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. That way there's no pressure. No pressure. I feel like it would be harder for me to do the German accent. I'm just going to give a stab at going after the phonetics here. <laughs> so you're going to try to say yeah. the German word. Absolutely. All right. We're going to play it a couple of times, right? So I can hear it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we good. can sound it. You can write the way it's going to give me the English. Okay. Since Russ went first in that last game, Brad, you're going to get to go first and give me a line. From Run, Lola, Run, you'd like to hear me impersonate. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know this actor's name, because I was lazy and didn't look it up. Mm -hmm. But it is in the third part, and the third time she's making her run. Uh, Lola is kind of running with her eyes closed, which is, I, that's problematic, but whatever. Not recommended. And she runs into the street, and she's almost hit by a truck. And the trucker yells at her, and he's very much like this almost biker gang-looking guy, and just has a just yells at her for uh, getting in his way and almost hitting her. How would you describe his haircut? Mullety. Okay. 
Definitely Mullity. Uh, and do you want to see, give us the English of what he Oh, knows? yes. He says, you want to get killed. Question, question mark. Do you think you could take him in a fight? No. Really? All right. <laughs> hey, I'm a Celeste student. Is that, is that German? It's, it's pretty close. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to do it in English. Okay. I, I can only imagine that is better for our listening audience. Yeah, probably. Hey, you want to get killed? <laughs> oh, Brett, yeah. would, you, would you say that you could beat that guy up? Have you heard him say that? Come on. I'll kill you. You want to get killed? With a mullet? You got him. You got him. All right. Well, if you say so. I appreciate that. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks for uh, not commenting on my performance. Uh, oh, Russ, it was really good. No, no, no. Solid. That was my segue out of, out of this. And getting to you, really Russ. really good, bro. Thank okay. you. I appreciate it. But now you're going to get a chance to do okay. just as well. Okay. If not better. Mm. I am going to give you a line from my favorite character in Run, Lola, Run. Mm. The bank guard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, the first time we meet him, he is running up to, uh, I'm sorry, he's not running up. Lola is running up to him because Lola is running everywhere. And he comments about, he knows her. Um, and it's revealed that her dad is like mm. one of the higher ups of this bank. Yeah. And she's like, let me in. And he says, uh, almost uh, mocking her a little bit, little miss wants to see big daddy. Ooh. As he enters the code. Uh, to open the door and let her into, like, the elevator that goes up to the penthouse. And, uh, you know, the, the German Little Miss wants to see Big Daddy is, is very nice. But what I really love is that when he's entering the code on this keypad, he, he just gives a little Dr. Evil kind of... He macarena. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty great. So uh, here it is. All right, Russ. <laughs> Little Miss wants to see Big Daddy. Why don't you let her in? Oh, what is it? What was uh, the nickname? It was uh, Mr. Funny Pants. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Funny Ah, Super Pa in this fire line. Sahir, Sahir. Duck, 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 duck. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, actually. you got the duck ducks. <laughs> duck 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 duck. Ah, Fraulein. I knew that word. You did. Fraulein. Woman. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the little miss part. All I was thinking about the whole time um, was uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. Last Crusade? Indiana Jones yeah. and the Last Crusade? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Right. Well, that's great. There's Do you have a line you want to give? To oh that? yeah, definitely, definitely. Of course, I have a line, man. Oh boy. Well, I think that I'm going to give you another line from Mr. Funny Pants. <laughs> because that those there I only had three lines written, and two of them already been said. Um, so good, 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 good. Process of deduction here. In the second telling of the story, when um, Lola and Funny Pants meet. Um, he gives her another little, uh, bit of wisdom about a certain set of queen jewels. And I feel like, uh, that would be a great line for you to, to reply. Of course, I don't have the English 
totally uh, set in stone over here, but uh, cut to the replay. Bitte, ich muss da rein. Höflichkeit und Selbstbeherrschung sind die Ziele der Königin. Kann ich bitte rein? Ja, so ein bisschen Wut, das ist ganz gut. Für die Seele, den Kreislauf, die Haut. All right, a little bit of wisdom uh, from Armin Rode uh, playing Herr Schuster here, the bank guard. Uh, the English courtesy and composure are the queen's jewels. Mm. Lola says, let me in. And he says, ah, a little anger is good for the heart, the skin, um, circulation. The circulation. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. But Brad, we just need to hear courtesy and composure are the queen's jewels. <laughs> okay. Uh, good composure on the Queen's Jews. Okay. Oh, hey. Sure. All right. Marlin. French. Yeah. Oh, There it is. There it is. Yeah. Whoa. Courtesy and composure of the uh, Queen's Jewels. Yeah, I love Mr. Funny Pants. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> smiling. It's great. Well, uh, please remember to score everyone as we go around here. And once you're done scoring for this game, you can toss your scorecards to the side because we're getting into a little bit of an open forum discussion we like to call scene work. Of course, if it's not blatantly obvious, we're a op uh, pretty optimistic podcast. So we're going to start things off optimistically. Do -do -do -do. Best scene. Hey. What's the best scene in Run, Lola Run? Uh, Who wants to start? Well, obviously, uh, I had more than a passing uh, obsession with the muscly car dudes. Right, you um, did. And it's interesting, like, when you have a movie like this, like, what would be constitute best scene? Like, which version of which scene, you know? Or, like, sometimes, like... Which sequence do you like the best? Which sequence, right? Like, obviously, sequence three, like, really turns things on its head. Um, was the first two kind of sure. play play off each other a little bit. I know? think they all kind of turn things on their on its well, head. That's why yeah. the first two are a little more aligned because the first two she at least gets into the bank each Figure, time yeah, and actually yeah. talks to her dad. The right. third one she doesn't, so well, it does kind of throw things a little more into flux. Ooh. So I'll say this. I'll, I'll let me put this out here. I think the end of the first version is the best scene when she the gets there. Yeah, they she yeah. helps. Manny, Lola helps Manny rob the store. Uh, the police are immediately on them, uh, surrounding them, have their guns drawn. Manny throws the bag into the air. A cop kind of watches it, gets distracted, shoots Lola in the chest, and dies. Right. Like, when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? Right. We're 30 minutes into this movie, right. and they just killed the main character. Where do you go from here? Exactly, yeah. And um, I love it so much. I think it's really good, it's really emotional. Um, I believe the cop, you know what I mean? Like his right. the accident. And then you go back to his face and he's like pretty shook that he did this. Uh, I really think that's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that robbery scene's on. That was definitely in probably one, maybe my top one as well. Um, also the song they play when they're like running away. It's like completely silent. Oh, like what right. a day a difference makes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or what a difference a day makes. Yeah. Um, the lead-up, too, with the split-screen, because it was the first time they did all three with the clock. Yeah, yeah. And you see them over the shoulder, like, just missing each other. Like, the whole concept is, like, slipping fate, you know, just a little bit this way and that way. What does it change? What is, what's inevitable? Butterfly effect. Yeah, you know, totally. And uh, 
that whole setup from that in that supermarket. Yeah, you're totally right. I think it's the most grounded scene, too, like where you actually feel the reality there mm-hmm. in that moment before they, they come out. Yeah, it's that definitely the most sequence. tense scene probably yeah. in the movie. Uh, just to give something else, I would say when she actually holds up her dad at the bank, mm-hmm. I think I like that scene a lot because... Version 2? Version 2, yes. I like that scene a lot because in the first version, it's just he's very much the person, he's like pushing her out the door, telling her that he's never coming back to see his family again. He's going to marry this other woman who's pregnant, have her kid, and tells her that he didn't even father her, that he's not actually her biological father. Yeah. And I, for me, kind of knowing a little bit about this movie, not I, I didn't think the second one would escalate so quickly to her stealing the guard's gun mm-hmm. and holding up her father at gunpoint. And then, I mean, it gets a little... Time-wise there, that gets a little problematic, I think, is one of the things in this movie. But I love the tension of that scene, a daughter holding her father at gunpoint while robbing his bank. Yeah. is pretty cool. So, I mean, I probably agree with you that it's the robbery scene, but that would probably be my second. The other robbery scene. The other robbery scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah which robbery? I will say the end of that is maybe the best gag of this whole movie. When she walks out of the bank with the money, oh, <laughs> this SWAT team, everyone just already have her in her sights, and she's free. She freezes, and they just like they wave her out of the way, like "Get out, get out!" When there's someone in there, and thinks she just was able to get out, and that not that she's the robber, and she just gets pushed aside and is able to go. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. that is great. Um, it's a beautiful I'm glad moment. you brought that up, actually. Yeah. I uh, all right. So one sequence that we all like. We all were like, whoa, that escalates quickly, right? Like the picture sequences, right? Okay. So each You're one of them are pretty You're putting this for nice. best scene? No, 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 no. I'm saying like of all the picture sequences, I'm going to tell you my favorite right now because okay. it's the most normal. Okay. And it's kind of funny and charming. And they, they just slip it in there real fast because yeah. most of them are like horrific. So yeah, let's let's set up what these are. Exactly. So like right. strangers that aren't even part of the movie but like have small interactions with Lola um, and, you get yeah. these photographed montages of after their brief brush with Lola what happens to them in their lives so it right. jumps ahead years and years and years and you see and them change changing yeah based yeah. upon which take we have where Lola's into how she's interacting with them and so yeah so my I think the most interest not interest the least interesting one actually but well no maybe do the, the best because we have we're seeing the no, no 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 but that's the thing is because it was like the, the least interesting because some of them were just Okay, that escalated quickly there. You know, you see, going back to the bank robber scene, you see the bank teller, like at one point in one of these, getting married to uh, another woman that works there, and then they're like, you know, like all of a sudden, like, he's wearing a strap-on, or she's wearing a strap-on, and they're having some kinky sex. You're like, where did this come from? Like, yeah, but then they're like happily the ch- married. Totally happily married. I just didn't see the connections, like, you know, where certain things were going, but all right, to each their own, you know, not going to judge. One of them that I thought was fun was the first guy with the bike, right? Out of nowhere, like, first thing's like, hey, you want a bike? No. Cool. Then he gets mugged, and because of that, he's in, like, some little diner, and he, like, meets a girl, and he has, like, a very Ron Howard love romance, and then they just get happily married, like, yeah. because of just getting beat up one day from some thugs. Yeah. I thought that was cute. It's a better fate than his uh, overdose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the second one yeah. where it was like, whoa, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, if there's a best scene... It must mean, 
worst scene. There has to be one. What is it? I, I okay. So I have two things. A kind of all of those that whole those concept, photo collages. Yeah. Photo collages conceptually don't work for me. Yeah. Because they're meaningless, and they're all these people we're seeing their lives, and so many things change based on the interaction with Lola. That don't seem to have, and, and I kind of get what they're trying to say. Like, and it seems to have no impact. How would this change? Right, so but much? it changes but their outcome on the day, their their outlook on the day, which right. changes the decision they make. Yeah. So yeah. But they were just totally unnecessary, and I, I, I didn't hate that. I, I didn't hate it, but it it just seemed more problematic than it was worth. Mm -hmm. like it, it, it was worth, it didn't give us enough to make that worth it. Certainly I opened a can of worms that if it wasn't properly executed, it could be torn apart years later by three... Three idiots around a microphone. I mean, <laughs> three it, it's idiots. exactly what could have happened, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I have one other thing, but I'll let you guys talk to see if you bring it up first. I mean, my biggest problem, I think, re-watching this movie years later was the... The, this movie, for being so specific about time, having some kind of obvious nonsensical like lapses in um, where Lola is in the storyline, like that mm -hmm. from, say, take one and take two, the bank robbery scene in take two yes. takes forever. You feel every second of it yeah. burning away, but then somehow she beats Manny, or she beats her... her ghost version of herself from the first one to Manny so he doesn't go into, into the story. story. Yeah. To me it seems like uh, it's a big jump right there was a couple other where I was like uh, like that was supposed to be the one thing you're supposed to nail if you're doing this concept so giving yeah. yourself like these tight 20 minutes to get everything done and then relive that Yeah like 20 minutes yeah. it's got to really you know fit within that I don't know Yeah that bugged me a little. I guess that didn't really bug me too much. Like, I, I just accepted it. You know, suspension of disbelief for me was fine. Uh, honestly, mine are probably the photo collages as well. It's it's so... It's, it's just so weird. Man. I know, I know, I know. But it's like, one, in the production, that's so much extra work you have to do for very little payoff. Oh, you gotta love um, that, that production designer. Just yeah. like, hey, go well, around and take a hundred pictures of people aging in all different places and scenarios of their lives. Um, but for consistency's sake, you know what? I'm gonna say I do not like the way that Manny consistent or consistently constantly blames Lola yeah. for not being there, even though it's like circumstances beyond her control. Like, you weren't there, especially when she comes into the grocery store. And he says, you weren't here. And it's like, dude, you did not Second. have to stop here. You did not have to rob this place. Like, she found another way to get the fucking money. Chill out. And he blames her, which is not okay. Um, yeah, that was a little like, you know, hashtag me too, bro. Yeah. Like, get with the times. Yeah. Brad? The other scene that I thought was stupid is in the third part when Manny uh, finally gets the... what I thought you were going to say. Manny finally gets the money back from, like, the homeless man. Mm -hmm. And the homeless man, like, was like, I'll give you, like, he, Manny already has the money, has the guy at gunpoint, but in return, he wants him to give him the gun. Yeah, which He's a good person. Manny agrees to, and that says, makes, "Don't shoot me," you know, with his eyes. Well, he, and he with doesn't his, shoot him. <laughs> but, with his hand. But, <laughs> yeah. but 
I have no idea why he would give him that. Yeah. I don't either. It's a dumb decision, decision to make. Yeah. I would make that decision every time. I actually thought you were going to say the beginning where we're going through that ghost world of people and then stopping on the people that will eventually be our character, our secondary and tertiary characters. I was so confused. It is, it's a little pointless. It's a little like, purposely you can just misleading. Have, you can just have your little quote screen with your T.S. Eliot quote and be a little pretentious there and then just add in that your football quote of, you know... Uh, games, 90 minutes, the ball's round. They do quote that guy at the beginning. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. One of the, I mean, they, he that's says the that quote. quote. Yeah. After the TSL. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So mean, you can still have that, but we don't need this weird, like... Film school, bro. X-Men 2 going through the shadow people finding the mutants kind of scene. It's a little weird. It's. I mean, he obviously wanted to do it as like a title credit scene. Yeah. For but whatever reason. an animated title credit scene. Right, yeah, no, but there's some still the, heavy. Na- the the movie name though comes up there. Yeah, you feel like certain parts of it are like very much like an early '90s music video inspired, well, like theology. Definitely that animation too. You know, like, oh yeah, like, and MTV style like quick cuts. Yeah, there's a uh, yeah. This movie had some dated features to it for sure. It was yeah. definitely like a great to watch it now, a decade plus, uh, probably a decade ago. Uh, probably not gonna watch it. Again, two decades ago. Oh, unless you were saying the first time you saw it, a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. Came out two decades ago. Yeah, but I mean, you know, little twelve-year-old Russ wasn't popping by Ken's videos or something, you know. Picking up the, the latest the German hit. Yeah. What you got for me today? Uh, you know, Sinclair. Sinclair. Sounds like a name of someone that's going to work at that. Fair enough. Job. Oh. And guys, that's the theme song to our final podcast game. It's time for milking it. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, <laughs> that was a weird one. That was, weird. <laughs> that was a weird that sound, was a weird uh, sound effect drop. Weird choice. Drip, drip, drip. There you go. <laughs> uh, last game of the podcast, and easily the most heavily weighted. Zero to five points for each yeah. one of us, as we will choose a card, one each, from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. On said card will give you a new way to look at. Uh, the events that transpire and run Lola run. Please reduce, recycle, reuse any of the characters, plot points, thematics, uh, anything you'd like from the film to create a brand new movie. We'll need a title and a quick summary from each one of us about, you know, to, that explain that movie. Ooh. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Brand new movie to put back out there for to make a billion more dollars. The studio system. There it is. There's the end of it. And I believe it is Brad's turn to go, go third. third. Yes, my turn, turn to go, go first. first. Yep, that's uh, right. You knew it, guys. If right you want, I'll money. go second. Like that's fine. Okay, perfect. Cool. That's a, you got a deal, right? All right. No, yeah, whatever you guys want. Well, I have a card in my hand here. I'm going to open it up, and it says a sci-fi thriller, yeah. science fiction thriller. There it is. Run, Lolo, run. Russ, would you please choose a card and read it aloud? We're picking, we're sticking with a cartoon CGI. Okay. Run Lola, run the Pixar movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or DreamWorks. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. And I'm going to pick a mockumentary. Oh. Yeah, that is awesome. All right. (laughs) A mockumentary. Interesting. Very interesting. What will you do? What will we all do? 
Only one way to find out. Only one way to find out. We'll be right back with three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment. An audio version, just how you always wanted to listen to movies. They're intake. Never mind. (laughs) We'll be back after this. And we're back, high on film, right in the middle of milking it. Three brand new movies here for your listening pleasure. I suppose I'm going first. Sci-fi thriller. Uh, boy, you know, I, I uh, this was I was very tempted because we talked about Edge of Tomorrow today. We, I mean, we didn't bring it up, but it easily could have been in one of the trash title strike categories. Logan's Run. Oh, another uh, sci-fi oh. run movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to take the title from that. So it's going to be Lola's Run. Okay. Okay, oh, Lola's Run. Oh, I see what you did here. In space. In fairness. Right? It's a future in space. Uh, Lola is on her, like, big home ship. You know, like, it's like probably like a big Battlestar Galactica ship that she lives on. You know, lives a pretty regular, modest life. Uh, when she receives an urgent call from her boyfriend, who is on the other side of the galaxy, um, and he needs money to pay off a space mob boss. So essentially the same setup, right? So, of course she doesn't have the money, but what she does have is this device that allows her to kind of like, almost like, like in a video game, like save uh, your game at checkpoints. Okay. So she has to actively save a checkpoint. But then if she dies, this device will, like, bring her back to her last saved checkpoint of her life. Okay. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So um, so she sets it at home right before she leaves, and she sets out on what promises to be a pretty uh, dangerous uh, trip. Um, you know, because she has to get the money, and then she has to get all the way to, you know, this mob boss's house. There's, you know, a lot of obstacles. Alien bounty hunters, asteroid fields, fields she'll have to pilot through. All kinds of, like, uh, space trouble. Um, Space trouble. So, you know, she she saves before she leaves the house. A little bit, she dies. She finds herself back in the house again. Damn it. But now she can go quicker through it. She knows to make better decisions at different turns. Um, So she kind of keeps doing this. She probably saves a couple more times along the way. As we get to the close to the end of the film, uh, and she like gets in a fight with a big mob alien bounty hunter guy. Uh, the device is breaks, and she's killed. But like with the device's last bit of energy, she goes back to her first save. So she's back at home, and now she doesn't have the device anymore. So she has to make the whole run, the whole dangerous run flawlessly, using everything she learned, repeating these middle parts, maybe a couple times, maybe only once, Mm. uh, and get the money to her boyfriend and defeat the mob boss. Okay. Lola's Run. Lola's Run. It's a good movie. Thanks. I actually think it's a really good idea for a movie. It's pretty good, I kind of am tempted to write something like this. (laughs) I like it. Uh, Russ. Lola. Oh. You have... A cartoon. Yeah, I took the Pixar and ran with it. Pixar, not DreamWorks. Yeah. Even though DreamWorks, you know, teamwork makes a DreamWork, and DreamWorks makes. Oh shit! Um, well, this this might be like Pixar Junior, especially because okay, I just essentially used a lot of alliteration to like give it more of a cheerful. I try to I try to like make it sound cheery and sure. Happy. Yeah. That works cool. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. <clears throat> Manny, the candy grabbing buddy. Gets his tickle in a pickle 
when he leaves his loot on the tube. With nowhere else to turn, Manny must rely on Lola, who, who, who with her control her power of incredible screaming can control time. Mm. But will it be enough to save the stash and rendezvous with Ronnie? Join Franca Patenti as Lola as she races through Deutschland in pursuit of a candy stash that can save her boyfriend from the evil Ronnie, voiced by Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's a race time and time and time again to escape from Candyland. Run, Lola, run. Wait, I thought you said it was Deutschland, not Candyland. Listen, they start in Deutschland, or maybe they start in Candyland and they want to get back to Deutschland. Okay. Don't knock. Okay, I'm not knocking. I'm not, I, I really uh, enjoy it. I did enjoy it. <laughs> I actually love that you gave a little lead up and then like a tagline as well. Yeah, time after time after time again. It's yes, really good. That's very good. And then the run, the whisper, run, Lola, run is like the uh, the tagline. It's right? nice. Yeah. Uh, you will get bonus points for that. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, that was a little. Uh... I've never. <laughs> Been assumed to just know what a candy grabbing friend is, though. <laughs> candy grabbing buddy? The candy grabbing buddy. <laughs> I was candy grabbing baddie, but then I realized that kind of defeats yeah. the purpose for Lola to be helping her and then to be the like positive people. So mm -hmm. I had to turn into a buddy very last minute. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty damn good. Okay. Thanks, guys. I noticed the Deutschland thing as I was saying it, just mm -hmm. so you know. But I had to, I had to, I had go to roll with it. it. Yeah. You had to roll with it. Thanks, guys. Uh, Brad Davis, yeah. you have a mockumentary. Yes, I do. Please. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> uh, what the, so basically we're gonna have, we're gonna be seeing interviews with the people who, uh, are, interact with Lola upon, on her run. So we're gonna kind of see the, all the different side characters, they're being mm. interviewed, um, and each story we tell, we're going to see them kind of in this in the similar interview spot, but each story will change. Their opinion will obviously change with each of the three stories um, of their opinion on her and, you know, the orange-haired girl who's running through the streets. Um, so we'll kind of see uh, those interviews. And then when we see Manny and Lola in the interviews, the first one is going to be Manny in jail and mm. he's being interviewed now that Lola's dead wow. and how everything, you know, how is, how everything changed that day. And then we'll see in the second version, we'll see everybody, uh, being interviewed, uh, her father, uh, Lola's dad being interviewed in this one with how everything went down there. And then we'll see now Lola in jail and talking about how Manny died because she still ends up, I mean, her father turns her in, so she still ends up getting caught right. wow, in the okay. second one. So, and then we'll get to the third one, and the interviews actually focus more on, A, the patrons from the casino and what they saw there that day and kind of how incredible it was and how so they'll be talking about like the girl who came in and won all this money yeah almost like like a lottery like people would talk about like lottery ticket winners or something right. and then we'll also see the side of it where with mr funny pants um where herr schuster yes where kind of this 
unexplained phenomenon where she saved his life. And mm. he can't really explain how. Yeah. Um, right, which we totally forgot. How does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, something I actually have lined up for podcast regrets. Uh, <laughs> great, great, good. Um, so anyway, so you, it's kind of all of these different interviews and seeing the main thing is how Lola and Manny's end up. And then, and of course, at the end, too, Lola will have an interview where she's being asked how these things happen. And it's she's just very coy and... Mm-hmm. Doesn't really give much of an answer. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the rough idea. All right. Yeah. Uh, and your title, sir? No, that's where I ran into trouble. Actually, uh, one of my options was Lola's Run. Oh, okay. It, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, it's. It wasn't right my there. top three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's right there. I actually kind of went a little more outside the box, and I'm went with "What a Difference a Day Makes." Ooh. The song they play when they're running. I like that. Yeah, I like I, that seemed to be the best one I could. Okay. Come I drew up a with. little picture for you of of your of your little. Uh, oh. Yes, I love... <laughs> it's, that's a really nice one. That actually yeah. is pretty nice. Yeah, 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 that's great. <laughs> With the you know, little boom operator. Yeah, a little director, just taking a look in the monitor. That's what that was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Great. Beautiful. Just I just love that story, Brad. Thank I did, you. too. Good use of the, the talking head interviews. Really like that. Thank yeah, it would good be stuff, really man. funny. Yeah, because I, I was like, how are you going to turn this into a mockumentary of any movie? That was probably the hardest one. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys... Once you're done uh, scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And as we do that, we move into the pessimistic end of our show, Podcast Regrets. Anything you regret saying or not saying during the duration of uh, said podcast? Brad, we kind of teased yours already. Yeah, I mean, I guess the one thing I regret is we didn't really dive into, and I, would this be worse seen, but just kind of the, there's a little... Uh, in the, in the storytelling, like, there's times where Lola learns, like, she learns throughout the story. She knows, like, to, to take the to safety off the, the gun the second time. But then it seems like she isn't always, uh, that just kind of falls away as a device, which I thought was kind of cool at first. And then that kind of disappears where she's kind of learning through each one how to do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, the magic of her like how do how does she know that what to win at the casino how to how to win what's with the loud screaming thing that is like a power of hers i guess yeah and how does she heal (laughs) the man dying of a heart mr funny pants yeah mr funny pants hair schuster yeah none of that's really ever explained which doesn't necessarily have to be but they are strong choices Mm -hmm. that are a little unexplained. Yeah. Um, that's true. Like, especially the calming down and fixing Herr Schuster's heart attack at the end. I don't really mind the casino one, because that's, like, faded, you know? I guess. But, like, when she holds his hand, and then even the ambulance, the, uh, what are those called? Um, EMT is, like, looks at her like she's an angel or something like right. how did you do that and it's just a, that one's a little weird but again it didn't really it didn't i didn't bump on it no it's, too much it, it, it wasn't really a problem for me because she can much also as, respawn right yeah. it also it wasn't much of a problem for me as just an interesting thing to go without an explanation okay uh even the screaming thing i'm like what the screaming thing is yeah 
I don't know what that unnecessary. Yeah. I guess it's I quiet. Yeah, it's loud. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> screaming. Yeah, so I regret Shat- not glass shattering. Screaming. I regretted not us really digging into kind yeah. of that and element of this. So. Right, and she does it at the beginning too, and she's on the phone with Manny. Which, by the way, it made sense then because he was being a bitch. Yeah, he's being an asshole. Earlier. Yeah, and you get to fully say like, "Who's like, dude?" Relax, like, solve your own problems here for a second. Like, yeah, you really totally fucked up. This is walking up. It's not even like, oh, somebody stole it from you. You yeah. just walked left off the train. Like, no, it's you a reflex for me said, when I see cops to get off the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is it, reflex not to check your, like, you know, wallet, yeah. pockets? Yeah, like, you would, uh, but he, like, admits, too, that he, like, messes things up because yeah. he's a dummy. But and try maybe to blame her. Try to blame her. You weren't there. It's inappropriate. What happened. Inappropriate, bro. Own up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, What's your podcast regret, Russ? Um, so much of my life, and no, just, um, just for days, the podcast, and just, just like, yeah, exactly. Just last hours. Literally every single moment in between each podcast, I would say, is the regret of the podcast <laughs> for the last but you seven podcasts. Yes, I haven't. Been, if I was just on all the time, then my life would be okay. Yeah, is uh, what I've realized. If you could do one other movie, what would you do? For one more high on film. Oh, well, what you guys reminded me of a little too late. A Bronx Tale. I didn't yeah. realize that wasn't done. That movie has a lot. Yeah, we had a lot of people chopping at the bit to do Bronx Tale. I don't understand. Like, why not? <laughs> you know, directorial debut of De Niro? How do you not just... Really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Chaz Palminteri's life story. Sure. So funny. Yeah. I mean, funny is, you know... Yeah. Not Realistic. exactly. Not funny, it's uh, yeah. Interesting. Certainly would have been a good... Send me off for this, you know. Yeah, but Road and Lola Run was yeah. always on the table for you. Yeah, it was like, always. It was. It could have been your first yeah, yeah, yeah. pick. I remember you brought it up then, and I was like, and "Really, Road and Lola Run?" And they go with Twelve Monkeys. Let's just get weird with it immediately, guys. I, I enjoyed it again. One of my favorite episodes uh, of this podcast. Ever. I'm glad we had fun. My podcast regret today is that we didn't talk about the incredibly satisfying shot of the ambulance crashing through the plate glass <laughs> that is walking across the street in version I'm, two. Uh, it's so good. It's I love that they put that in here because it's such a like fun like right. old movie trope. They're like, right. the big plate glass is being walked across the street. Why would that ever be delivered that way? Why didn't they just have a glass truck? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it would have been oh, But the ambulance right. stopped short the first time because of Lola, and then the second time he blows her off and crashes right through it, and it's in slow motion from a number of angles, and it is so so satisfying to see. Um. Well, I was gonna say with that, I uh, I wish that the credits were just solely all the other takes where they failed. Where they tried to stop. <laughs> I don't know. It. There's many takes where they failed. I don't know. Oh, you mean saying like you know all the. I hope that there was at least 15 pieces of glass bought for that shot. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, what would be funny is, like, because, you know, the guy's trying not to hit it, so there's ones where he stops, like, five feet from it. Yeah, it just yeah, doesn't yeah. play at all. Still, like, and they're like, cut, cut, everyone has to step out. The yeah. guy's carrying the glass, like, damn it, it's so <laughs> heavy. <laughs> True, they do have those fun little suction yeah. vials, though. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, well, uh, I have the points tallied, and uh, boy, oh boy, guys, I kind of ran away with it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I did give you some strong scores. Thank yeah. you. It, the milking it, it was great. It, oh, thanks, guys. 17.9 points uh, for my first win in a long time. <laughs> I was going to say, sure. boy, it's been a while. It's, it, it's been a while since I won my own podcast. Uh, Russ. Yeah, hi. How are you? 
I'm doing well, man. You put up a fight, 17.45 points. Wow, that's so specific. How did that happen? I, Who did that? I think, I, I think that was me. I gave you a, uh, like a 2.75. Two oh, oh, that's nice of you. Thank you. Hey, my pleasure. That was for your impression. Oh, okay. uh, and Brad, you rounded us out. Uh, bottom of the barrel today, 17.1. <laughs> oh, nice. Still only separated by a point. All yes. Yeah, yeah, close yeah. game. Yeah, definitely. So I didn't really run it's away like with it. I just prices. wanted to say run away with it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Rust Delilio. Hi. Thank you so much uh, for everything you've done for High on Film. Every single one of your uh, contributions to our catalog are just some treasured time here mm -hmm. around this table. Uh, I can't thank you enough for, for donating that time to us, for always being a wonderful, wonderful friend. And, you know, I, I think of it every time I turn around and see that crazy picture of you <laughs> dressed as a fencing legend. <laughs> And uh, I love you, buddy. Thank uh, you so much for your time and being a great, great recurring guest in this show. Well, the love is obviously shared uh, all throughout. So it's uh, it's always my pleasure to uh, get to come spend some time, hang out, and like a, like a series of DVDs from like, you know, say like a Harry Potter or something <laughs> like that, where, you know, you could just take each one of our, like, mm -hmm. experiences and put them up, and then you would, oh my gosh, you'd see, like, a face develop on the side. That's how I feel, like, this last chapter I see. of our experiences as I'm looking at the DVDs as right behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just getting a lot of inspiration visually. Sure, sure. But That's no, what it's there for. It's, uh, it's fun, man. I'm, I'm glad to have been a part of it from the start to finish, and it's... Uh, it's been a fun time, really, for me and everyone else that gets to listen, so thank you. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Your episodes are always the most interesting. Uh, <laughs> they are a lot of the fun. The freeform, I get to be comfortable and freeform of consciousness around you. You let me draw pictures of yourselves. And we don't let you, you just do that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's how I express myself best, so I, I do appreciate that. The uh, forum. Do you have anything to plug before we uh, give you the final send-off here? Dude, oh man... I don't know. Um, I let's see. I've always I've plugged butts for a while. I've asked for that. <laughs> I think so. um, true. I've plugged plugs. I've I, I think I, I know I've done that in the past. Um, in general, I think we need to be plugging less things. Okay. You know, less plugging. Let's keep it. Let's let's unplug. You know, Ooh. that's yeah. I did that. I found yeah. it. You found it. It took, me, it took me like three sentences. You but, yeah. you I would like to plug unplugging. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, you were digging a little bit, and then you hit, you, hit the, you hit the treasure chest. Uh, yeah. Well, let's raise your, your jersey into the rafters of uh, high on film oh, fame. Oh, I can hear the pulleys. Yeah, put a little oil on that. <laughs> there it is. He's in the rafters. Thanks, Brad guys. Davis. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? <laughs> well, Chris... Uh, Brad, what are you doing here today? <laughs> um, I'm sitting here talking about Run, Lola, Run. Uh -huh. uh, plugs uh, at BD, always GP on Twitter and Instagram. And on Twitter or Tumblr, you can find I Love You Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, my baseball blog. There it is. I'm at Cross Maxwell across your social media accounts. That's Chris with an O in place of the I. Of course, at High on Film is wherever you want to find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Apple Podcasts, on HighOnFilm.com, some things on SoundCloud. You know, we're around. And please, guys, if you are so, so podcast hungry, as so many of us find ourselves uh, on a day to day basis, please check out Death at Sunset. The Brad and I's new podcast, uh, it's a four-part comedy noir radio play, which uh, we can't recommend enough. 
<laughs> it's one of my favorite artistic expressions of 2018. Yeah, it's my favorite podcast of 2018. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Well, we only got seven left. Seven left. Seven left. And next week... A fan favorite. Another fan favorite. They're all fan favorites. I think at this point we're pretty No, we've been teasing who they are mostly, I think. Do you have like a good like clue that you could like leave everybody on? This guy, this guy is a... Ooh, guy. It's a guy. It's a guy. Yeah, that's already one good impressionist. Damn, yeah. He's our our resident impressionist as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. And I think he's going to be doing another uh, high on film anomaly. I believe we might be watching... A documentary next week. Dun dun dun! Oh <laughs> snap! Yeah. So tune in then. Uh, we promise, even though it may be a documentary, it'll be a fun show. Thank you so much for listening, Russ. We bid you farewell on this uh, from High on Film World. Aww. Oh, love you guys. We love you picture. too, buddy. We, and we love you, listeners. See you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>